Welcome to Last to Leave, a podcast all about giving a voice to a wide variety of collaborators in film and television. People who are the last to leave set typically aren't the first to be interviewed about their work, and we're here to share their stories. I'm Zoe Danielson. And I'm Heather Elaine Abbott. And we're going to be chatting about some of our favorite movies from this year. We might even be ranking them. Uh-oh. I don't know. Maybe you're feeling saucy. <laughs> Maybe we're feeling a little bit lit about the end of the year and we're ready to give some hard and fast opinions. Uh-oh. I think that that's correct. Okay. Here's my caveat for the way this is going to go. Let's go. First, we were going to do a top 10. And then I texted Zoe, I can't do a top 10. What if we just did a top five? Not because I haven't seen a lot of movies this year, but because I was getting really snobby and annoying about the movies I've seen. <laughs> and then we logged onto the call today and I was like, Zoe, I have a top four, not a top five. So I'm going to have a lot of honorable mentions. I'm looking at it as like the top four is like all number one. And then the honorable mentions is just like a big amalgamation of like all of your other faves. Yeah. I just was like looking at my list and there are four movies I saw this year that just connected so deeply with me and my experience of them and the lasting effect of them Mm -hmm. was just unparalleled by anything else I saw this year. So I just couldn't move anything to spot number five. And so then I just decided to have seven honorable mentions. <laughs> I went for like how much like fun I had watching them. Hell yeah. That's a good ranking system. <laughs> Can you give me some of your honorable mentions? I did do a top 10. So I will give you my six through 10 right now. Which direction are we moving through your list? I am going to go six to 10. Okay. Okay. My number six is <laughs> you are so not invited to my bar mitzvah. <laughs> I just had so much fun watching that. And like, that's it. When I watched it, it was exactly what I wanted it to be, which is like a super fun, fast paced, sweet, fun outfits, colorful movie. Yeah, absolutely. My seventh is The Nun 2. That one was a lot of fun. It was so unexpected. Like I didn't know I was gonna like love it as much as I did. Hell yeah. And so cool that we got to talk to somebody who worked on it. Shout out to Last to Leave. That interview has been in the vault for a minute, but 2024, you're gonna hear our interview with somebody who worked on The Nun too. Barbie, obviously. Yeah. And then I have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. When I saw that one, it was like a late showing. I think the showing started at like 9 p.m. And there was a full like three-year-old and five-year-old sitting next to us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, one, it's your bedtime. <laughs> and two, this movie is not for you. It's like very violent. <laughs> I think like 10 minutes into the movie, maybe the little kid goes, can I go home? Oh, no. This is not your children's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, no, that one was so good and so fun. And another like unexpected, like absolute delight. Yeah, I agree. And then I have No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. So fun. So fun. So wild. Okay, so what are some of your honorable mentions? I need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't want to know. I need to know. You know what? I'm going to give them to you. Okay. Hell yeah. I'm going to put them in, in sections. I have like three fun picks. 
Scream 6. I, you know, certified Scream stan. I'm really bummed about what is happening to the Scream franchise. Yeah. Ugh. It might be over. And so, you know what? Maybe we say goodbye to Scream after this movie. But I thought it was such a satisfying movie. I saw it in theaters three times. It has to be on the list if I see it in theaters that many times. Yeah, yeah. My next fun pick is Bottoms because mm-hmm. I have not laughed that loud in a movie in a really long time. Like throughout the whole movie, even when other people weren't laughing, I was like cackling. It spoke to me and I really wish I'd had it when I was a teenager. Hell yeah. I feel like 16-year-old Heather was healed a little bit oh. watching <laughs> Yes. Oh, the end sequence alone. What a fun, dumb, dumb movie. And it committed to the bit so hard. Mm -hmm. And everyone was just so good. And then my third fun pick is going to be Barbie. Yeah. You know, you can't not put it on a 2023 top list for the cultural impact alone. Yeah. And for me, it hit the fun place of my heart more than anything. So colorful. Music was amazing. Definitely will be one I revisit. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm about to be really annoying and douchey. Are you ready? Oh my God. Oppenheimer. It was cinema. I'm sorry. I hate myself. (laughs) I'm going to put that in quotations. It was cinema. It was cinema. I think it's going to be one that continues to stick with me. Is it one that you'll rewatch? I will definitely watch it again. Hell yeah. You know, who knows? Maybe like in a couple years, the music box will do like a Christopher Nolan month and they'll screen it again or something. And then I'll definitely try to see it on the big screen again if I can. And if not, I'll, you know, watch it on my little TV at home. Perfect. (laughs) This next one is one that, like, I still can't decide if I like or not, but I think it's some of the best cinematography I've seen in a movie in a really long time, and that is Saltburn. Okay, that is on my to-watch still. I mean, it's an Emerald Finale movie. Perfect. You know, having seen Promise Young Woman and now this... I think her work is going to always be a little challenging, especially like sexual content wise. I think there were a lot of people in my theater who the movie crossed a line for them in like the grossness of sex. Okay. There were a couple of times where I was like, I'm the only one getting the joke. Like I'm the only one laughing right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think the cinematography in it was beautiful. I think the acting was so good. And the thing I'm just like left with still wrestling is whether I actually liked the movie as an entire piece or not. And I felt this way about Promising Young Woman as well, as I was like left wanting at the end. Like I didn't quite get the catharsis I wanted out of either of those movies. Emerald Fennell does so much right. I almost wonder if she like purposely doesn't want you to feel catharsis in her movies. Oh, that would be wild. It's either a young director who's yet to like fully find her stride or she's starting to create a voice that's like, a little bit antagonistic with the audience. We just don't have enough of her work out yet. Yeah. But I want to keep seeing her stuff. Absolutely. I'm in for anything she makes. And as always, fuck yes, female directors. Yeah, yeah. My next one, I literally just saw last night. I saw Eileen, which I got super stoked about from the trailer. Because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we got some like sexy lesbian vibes between Thomas and Mackenzie and Anne Hathaway. You know that I'm interested. <laughs> I, like, want to tell you nothing about this movie because, like, the way they marketed the movie, they definitely marketed it a little differently than it actually is, I think, to avoid 
spoiling or giving anything away. Mm-hmm. What I thought I was going to see was like a Bonnie and Clyde story, but with Anne Hathaway and Thomas and Mackenzie. It was much like quieter than that. It was much more focused on Thomason's character and her own journey. And like Anne Hathaway is much more of a supporting role than like a co-lead. I would recommend it. It was interesting. I'm a big like Thomas and Mackenzie fan. I think she's so fun. And then my my last one is May, December. I really liked it. I have like very aggressive opinions about movies that try to handle the subject matter that like involves like any child sexual abuse yeah this is one of the best movies i've ever seen to talk about it and especially talk about it so gently and without the harming of any children in any way yeah they do not show a single scene of a child and an adult it's mostly about like the long-term effects of going through something like that there's a scene where natalie portman is watching audition tapes of kids auditioning to like play that character in the movie and she's like being weird about it but like She's not in the room with the kids. And so I'm like, whoo. Like they they like gave you the feeling without ever having a kid uncomfortable. And I I loved that. And also just everyone was so good. It was darkly funny and haunting and interesting. We just watched that one last night and that one was very sad. Oh, it was just ultimately so sad. For me, the, the best moment was the moment on the roof between the father and son when they get high Mm -hmm. and you like realize that like he never got to be a kid like he never got high before he has children going to college and he's never been high it's like he's like worried about them like a parent should be but also in a lot of ways jealous of them yeah because he never got that and then is now having the realization that his wife oh is gross (laughs) yeah so that's the end of my honorable mentions. I would hang out with this film, bro. I did not put Bo is Afraid on the list. I did see that movie <laughs> this year, and I've never hated anything more. There, I said it. Ari Aster, you're on blast. That feels right that you put that in this. <laughs> I've ranted about that movie to people so much this year and warned so many people off of seeing it. You are the reason that I did not see it. Like, nobody needs to see the giant egg monster. You really saved me from that. I'm eternally grateful. You're welcome. Is it top five time? It might just be top five time. Amazing, amazing, amazing. It's a fun list. Number five is The Marvels. Ooh, I have not seen that one yet. My dad is going to make me see it as soon as I get to Seattle. Your dad is absolutely correct because it was so much fun. And I was so happy for all three of those ladies. They were absolutely fantastic in every scene of the film. Hell yeah. Highly recommend. I feel like it didn't get the press it deserved but it was also in that sort of like weird in between of you know strike times and maybe being done with strike times so yeah it kind of got lost in the shuffle there i think but it was awesome and also directed by mia DaCosta. and fuck yeah she's amazing i love her my fourth is renaissance a film by beyonce i know this is <laughs> feels out of left field maybe i don't know it doesn't i know who you are in your soul it does not surprise me i was watching it and i was in like the big theater where like the seats were like shaking and so like every time she was singing i was like oh like i don't know i like felt like i was there or something it was crazy i left thinking that that was one of the coolest like documentaries i had ever seen because from start to finish she acknowledges everybody who worked on the tour from the people who build the sets 
to like the people who make the costumes and who you know work security and things like that and i think that that's so cool that she's acknowledging them and doing it up front like that was one of the first things you see when you watch her film but also like obviously the performance is amazing yeah the seeing like her kids in it and like blue ivy has a story because she was only supposed to like perform in one show and ended up doing way more than that and there was like a journey within that too so it was just like very fun and um, a really cool like concert documentary film that I really loved and I will absolutely be watching again. Hell yeah. Oh my god. I feel like I was like pitching that. Pitch it. <laughs> Pitch it. You gotta advocate for the art that you love. It was just so glittery and it was an absolute blast. My number three. Talk to me. Yeah. It's gotta be, right? I knew no matter what that one was gonna be there. Absolutely. That's all that I knew. It scared me so much that I broke an AMC chair. And that will go down in history. I do think it will. And if you haven't listened to our interview with Aaron McCluskey, you gotta cause that's by far one of our favorite interviews we've done yeah top five movie and top five interview for sure just such a good film like it was so good it was so original and so much fun to watch definitely one that i'll watch again because i know now uh, what parts to cover my eyes at (laughs) my number two is genie with melissa mccarthy and papa sidu That is my favorite Christmas movie. I have watched it like two weeks ago and within that time frame have watched it like seven times now. It never got old. Hell yeah. I still laugh. Like Heather, you were there at my seventh watch and I was still laughing. I was giddy. I was giddy on the couch. It was so good. My number one is one that I... Before I even finished watching, I decided I wanted to go back to the movies and see it again because I was having that much fun watching it. And that movie is Dungeons and Dragons Honor (laughs) Among Thieves. Zoe, you're my favorite. (laughs) The best. That movie just is one that I, again, have watched over and over and over again and it will never get old because it is just an absolute delight from the start to finish. It's so fantastical and the world feels so massive. It's like exactly what you want from a fantasy movie. Oh yeah. It was a real damn blast. It was a real damn blast. <laughs> a real damn blast. <laughs> and that's my top five. That was amazing. <laughs> I love the way you pick. Oh, thanks. I need to know what the top four is. I'm so curious. Can I be controversial and add a fifth movie in the like 11th hour? You better work. Let's go. I'm going to make this one number five. Okay. Because it's not technically new, but it was released for the first time in 2023. They did a, a pro shot of the Broadway production of Waitress and released it in theaters for a weekend. I never knew the Broadway show. I like know of the one big song. But I went and saw it and the way they filmed it was so artistic. I loved the fact that they weren't just like, okay, we're going to film theater so you can see it. They were like, we know we're making a film version of a theatrical production. So there were moments where they like slowed down the action on stage so it like better suited the like vocals that were happening. They're like overlaying images. They clearly went back and like shot close up separately. Because there's a moment where they like actually have a live baby on stage that definitely was not on stage in the like wide shots. 
I like cried the whole time. Like it was so beautiful. Last week, every single night of the week, I'd been trying to have an artistic experience and things just weren't working. Like I went and saw a show. I saw a movie. I saw a concert and like nothing was just like hitting for me as hard as I wanted. And then at the end of the week, I saw that and I was like, oh, that is what I've been wanting. Yeah. When you were talking about Renaissance, I was like, you know what? I have a fifth. I have a fifth thing that affected me that deeply this year. That counts. My fourth one is going to be Anatomy of a Fall. Oh, it was so good. It's like a tense courtroom drama. The movie is presenting you no real answer about whether a woman killed her husband or not. I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time. Mm -hmm. I can't recommend it more. It was like such a good drama. Oh, I loved it. Nice. Nice. Number three. (sighs) This is where it gets really hard. (laughs) I think I have to put Talk to Me at number three. Mine was at three too. It's killing me to like rank these five at all. But I do think it lives at three. Yeah. There are two movies that I think hit a little harder for me. I've talked at length about all my thoughts and feelings about that movie, so I won't go on any longer. But I have already seen it four times, and I will see it again soon, I'm sure. It is a favorite. Absolutely. My number two is Across the Spider-Verse. Yes! Okay, sure. Oh my god. The animation style in it is just amazing it's so beautiful the storytelling is so interesting Mm -hmm. all the multiverse stuff i think is used so well the fact that they animated spider punk at a different frame rate than everybody else because he wouldn't conform to the frame rate of the movie like there's just like all of these things (laughs) in it that i'm obsessed with and spider-man's my favorite superhero so i'm always going to be a little sweet on any spider-man movie and this is i think the best spider-man movie i've ever seen so hands down a favorite yeah and then my my number one. Uh-oh. My number one is Past Lives. I think I knew that. It was so beautiful. Like, I think it was, like, some of the best writing that I've seen in a movie in a long time. Like, the dialogue was so human and lived in. The story was so unique and interesting. And I felt like I was, like, seeing into culture that is not my own which i think is always very exciting for me and also like you know there's like a big romantic thing within it that's like heartbreaking and beautiful and those are always gonna hit for me if you haven't seen past lives you have to go see it you can borrow my (laughs) blu-ray i literally pre-ordered it and then it arrived the day that it came out because i loved it that much it's quiet and sweet and sad and amazing it's so sad it's so heartbreaking and i love it i love to have my heart broken the bar scenes are also sad like with the three of them yeah the one thing i always think about with that movie is when her husband is talking about how she dreams in korean yes and one of the reasons he's learning korean is because like he feels like how can he ever really know her if he can't understand her dreams i gotta go (laughs) i'll see you later (laughs) i can't i'm gonna cry right now just having said that out loud It's been a good year for movies. I'll say it. It's been a great year for movies. We're recording this on December 12th. And there are movies that are still coming out that I want to see. Mm -hmm. And it makes me sad because some of them might have been on these lists. So I need to know what are some things that either you haven't gotten a chance to see yet just because life is busy or things that are about to come out that you are chomping at the bit to see. Obviously, The Boy and the Heron. Yes, yes. A must. 
I want to see Eileen, Saltburn, Priscilla, and I want to see poor things. I want to see Wonka. Apparently Wonka's fantastic. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> you know what? This one, I'll go. I'll let you know. Report back for me. What are some movies that you were excited about? A couple that are out, but I just haven't had a chance to see are Holdovers and Priscilla mm -hmm. and uh, The Boy and the Heron. And then two that are not coming out until after we record. One of them comes out this weekend is Poor Things. And then All of Us Strangers, which is the Paul Mezcal, Andrew Scott movie. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> I am going to eat up with a big spoon. <laughs> Somebody get Heather a big spoon. Give me a big spoon because Andrew Scott and Paul Mezcal are making eyes at each other and I'm dying. That's going to be a good one. Well... Thanks for chatting with me about the movies we love this year. Yeah. Thanks for chatting with me. I, I, I love getting to just talk out our favorites because there's just been so many that have come out this year. So it's it's been fun to like go back and remember like what it was like seeing these movies. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think we might have to say goodbye for the year. No. I mean, like we can hang out privately, but like the podcast. Yeah. Bye, LTL. Bye, LTL. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this year. It has been a really special one for our little show, and we can't wait to see what 2024 brings. We'd like to thank Lee Walls for our logo and ML Abbott for our theme music. You can find their socials in the episode description. You can follow us at Last to Leave Podcast on Instagram. Make sure that you subscribe to Last to Leave on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. You can even rate and review the show to help more film nerds find us. And you can catch our next episode in the new year. Until then, see, see you, film, film nerds! nerds. This has been a Sonder cast. Which is cool, it's us.